When I was a kid, they did all that stuff. <laughs> I hate to ask you this, but how many of you remember that song? We're all over 40. And those of you, some of you wouldn't admit it because you knew I was going to say that, right? <laughs> I kind of wanted to use that as an introduction to Dave. He just loves doing that kind of stuff. I wonder if it's cool. And he said, let's do it. So there we are. I want to say before we start, good to, good to see Brother Larry Jeffries in church after 10 weeks away from church. Good to see you in the house of God. When I was a teenager, that song came out. I think it was 1963 or 4. Actually, there was another song back in the 55 that I don't remember. And it was the same uh, title, but not the same song. This man saying a whole lot of shaking going on. I don't, he did it because of a dance or something, or I don't know. It just, um, back years ago when my wife and I were dating, there's a place here in Oklahoma. It was an amusement park called uh, Spring Lake. How many of you remember Spring Lake? And uh, we were on a date one night, and the guy who sang that was out there, and we saw him. And I could tell you a lot about him and his family and background, but all that's unnecessary. I just wanted to, Think about that song, and I don't know about all he was singing about, about a whole lot of shaking going on, but I do know that our world has a whole lot of shaking going on. In 2019, our world, ladies and gentlemen, is a stage that is volatile. Despite decades of educational and scientific and technological advancements, the global community today grows more fragile as we live. And I think we can sense it. Cultural and social and institutional bulwarks that we have depended on for decades and decades and decades in this country are now being rapidly pushed aside. We don't want your values. We don't want a biblical worldview. We want to put God in the perimeter if we recognize Him at all. Hostile military conflicts abound across this planet. Political upheavals are common and catastrophic disasters influence the nation's economies. And everywhere on the internet, I'm telling you it's unendless, you had better find a loophole in the American IRS tax system or everything in savings, everything in retirement, everything financially is going to collapse. It's going to be another balloon and you're going to lose it all. How many of you have seen that on the internet? Do you not get on the internet? Are we on a different one or something? Ah, you just won't raise your hand. I hope you raise your hand when God calls your name someday. <laughs> Treat him better than you do me. <laughs> the family is under attack today. I think it's probably one of Satan's favorite targets. I'm telling you, the enemy is attacking the family. We're experiencing today an attack that diminishes the covenants, vows we call it. We live in a society today where 
A generation has decided we don't have to make vows. We don't have to make promises. We're just gonna, we're just gonna live together and make no commitments because commitments are deteriorating and there are things that we don't want to bother with. And now divorce is rampant. They tell us over 50% of marriages in America now end in divorce. Divorce. And it's not even any better in the church than it is in the world. Ladies and gentlemen, that's a sad state of affairs. The entertainment industry today and the political world have joined forces to throw any moral considerations to the wind. It's do what you want to do, be like you want to be, it's your life, do anything you want to, and the political proponents use that only in the sense of any kind of morals if it's only expedient to use them against eliminating competition for an office. I don't even know it's quiet now. (laughs) Bad news is everywhere. We hear it everywhere. I get tired of bad news. How about you? Boy, I just go, wow. And I have to ask the question, is there any good news at all? Well, I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, there is good news. Is there anything stable on which you and I can base our lives when there's a whole lot of shaking going on in this world? And I want to tell you some good news. I am glad. I thank God. I stand on this rock today. I trust an unchanging God who has spoken an unchanging word, who has established a never-ending kingdom. And with that, I know I have a secure future. Amen. And here's the great part. God has given me and you a personal invitation to be a part of that eternal kingdom. It's not of this world, so the world can't take it away. I want you to listen to the Spirit of God as he wrote through the author in Hebrews. You can turn there on your Bible app or your iPad or phone or actual Bible. (laughs) Listen to the Spirit as as he inspires the writer of Hebrews concerning our God. And God is pleading in these scriptures with humanity for their souls. And it's at the end of the age, it's almost like the last pleading God gives humanity. And he's describing his desire to reach this lost world. I'm in, I'm in uh, Hebrews chapter 12. If you will follow me, beginning at verse 25. He's talking about how he has sought generations before. And now listen to this. It says... See that you do not refuse him who speaks, meaning God. For if they, people in the history, if they did not escape, who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. But now has promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Now this, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken. Do not miss that line. God is shaking this earth, and He's going to shake it to the things that can be shaken will be gone. As of the things that are made that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Verse 28, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which 
cannot be shaken. Let us have grace by which we may serve God. I love this. Acceptably with reverence and godly fear. Father, bless us today as we open your word. And on us not only speak to hear. That you might be glorified, I pray it in Jesus' name. I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, God often chooses to disrupt the things we feel are most stable in our lives. Many times in order to rearrange our priorities so that we stop looking in this direction and look around. And Because he said when you see these things come to pass, I think he says, look up your redemption. Here's why if you keep looking around very long, you'll be looking down. And Jesus says, that means it's temporal. I want you to see that which is eternal. It's so important, our attitude and our hearts. But he changes it sometime to rearrange our priorities. How many of you know it's easy to listen to all the voices in this world today and miss God's voice? I want to declare to you, it is God who changes world circumstances. It is the Heavenly Father who uproots the very things that our culture believes is important and immovable. Our world bases its security upon things material rather than things of God. That's why when stock market goes up or down, everybody gets all upset and everybody, there are people who have who have committed suicide because they have not based their eternity on God. They've based it on the stock market and things of this planet. But let me remind us, I want to declare this in a world today that needs to hear some good news. There remains only one unshakable security in all of creation. And that is this, the writing of my name and your name in the Lamb's book of life where Satan cannot remove it. And our lives are in the atoning work of Jesus Christ and Satan cannot destroy that. Some of you may remember it's back in the early 90s, if I recall right. During the Olympics, a really bizarre thing happened. I remember it. I I don't know where I was. I just remember watching it on television. And a skier is starting down this long, long slope, out of the gate, and fast. It's a slalom run. And he went several hundred yards at speeds I don't want to do on skis. (laughs) Suddenly, while he or she, I don't even know the the gender of the person they were watching, but the cameras are coming down the slope. You've seen them, and they're doing the slalom ski. And all of a sudden, the ground shook. An earthquake hit the place. The skier fell, and the crowd screamed. It was a bizarre, uncanny thing. And I thought, without warning... All the ease and the comfort and the expectations of just another day and in a sense a false sense of security changed instantly. I want to tell you that God changes some things in our lives because we need to readjust priorities. 
perspective, ladies and gentlemen, as we see the close of this age is one of the most important things we will encounter. You may have seen this. If it if it's redundant to you, just forgive me. But I saw something on the internet the other day. Someone sent it to me, and I want to show you this 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 uh, picture. How many of you have seen this? Very few. I just want to tell you that the photographer says this is a real rock. It is a real dirt. Real trees and real sky, it has not been photoshopped. It has not been so-called doctored. And when I got this, I looked at it. I Maybe I'm, I don't know, I, I studied the limbs on the trees. I studied the rocks and the ground. And I'm going, Lord, how in this world is that possible? And I even thought maybe this is an asteroid that somebody happened to catch. <laughs> but it's not smoking or anything like that. And I studied it and I looked at it, and the author went on to say, sometimes we don't see things in a correct way. And all of a sudden, it says this, change it. The photograph was upside down. And here's the dirt, the rock, and it's in water. And the water reflects the sky. I even watched the tree limbs and watched as it turned the little small limbs and the branches and the rocks. And I went, that's exactly the same picture. But depending on your perspective, determines what you see and what you experience. I learned years and years ago in study of psychology and a lot of people, science and things of nature that... You and I really don't think in words. We really don't think in letters. We don't think in paragraphs. And we don't think in sentences. We think in pictures in our minds. And so if we're going to communicate in a great way, we must paint the right picture. And today, ladies and gentlemen, the perspective of a major part of our society has an entirely different perspective than that of the Word of God. And here we are involved in that. So I want to show you something. John, in the Revelation, saw something. And watch this. This is in the end time. And I want to get you a right perspective about this. John says in Revelation 6, if you'll follow with me, I'm going to look at verse 12. John seeing the Revelation. He's on the Isle of Patmos. It's the Revelation of Christ. And he writes, I looked when he opened the sixth seal, there'll be, I trust you know enough about Revelation. And behold, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became like blood, and the stars of heaven fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its late figs when it is shaken by a mighty wind. Then the sky receded as a scroll when it is rolled up. Watch this. And every mountain and island was moved out of its place. I want to tell you the writer of Hebrews and John in the Revelation knows that someday God's going to shake this planet for the last time. But I want to point you to this because I want you to look at the reaction of men. 
Look with me at verse 15. Let's watch, watch the writer describe it. And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man, hid themselves in the caves and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of Him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. Ladies and gentlemen, if you think there's a whole lot of shaking going on right now, just wait till God says it is enough. It is so important. Our world leaders, our world leaders think that they are in power and in control. God disagrees. One day soon, God will shake this world until... Everything that would rival him, everything that would diminish him, everything that would be disobedient to him, everything that pushes him out is going to be shaken and defeated until he alone sits on the throne of the universe unrivaled. However, until that day, you and I need something to base our lives on, and God has given us some, yes, professors, Yes, some absolute truths that we can base our lives on to give us, watch these two words, a perfect confidence. I want to talk to you very quickly about some things that cannot be shaken. First of all, the kingdom of God cannot be shaken. Every one of us who have repented and put our sins under the blood of Jesus Christ, every man, woman, and child who is an obedient child of God and recognizes Christ as our Savior, we possess someone and we are possessed of someone who cannot be uprooted by any devil or demon in existence. The kingdom of God where Jesus Christ rules forever is eternal. I want to take you to Colossians. You can turn with me if you want to, chapter 1. Listen to what Paul wrote to this church. Colossians 1, I want to look at verse 15. It is describing Christ at creation. You've heard me say it. I love it like this. In the beginning, God, standing in nothing, looking into nothing, speaking into nothing, and everything that came into existence is. I love what a pastor said years ago, God spoke it into nothing. The earth came to being and he hung it on nothing and it's still there to this day. (laughs) God thought it, Jesus spoke it, and the Holy Spirit performed it. He, verse 15, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on the earth. That's pretty plain, isn't it? Visible and invisible. How many of you remember the first time you saw a a microscope and you saw amoebas and cells and things that you couldn't see with your naked eye and found out they existed? 
Here He is, created all that we can see and all that's invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things that were created through Him and for Him. And He is before or above all things. And in Him all things consist. And He is the head of the body. Watch what it says about the church. The church who is the beginning of the firstborn from the dead. Ladies and gentlemen, you and I who were dead and our past sins and trespasses have come through a resurrection through the blood of Jesus Christ and His payment for us. And I want to tell you, we're the first fruits from the dead that in all things He may be the preeminence. I want to share with you something. Satan cannot destroy the kingdom of God. Regardless of what is torn in this society, regardless of what has changed on this earth, Christ is still the ruler. Jesus is still reigning. While nations change and rulers come and go, God's kingdom remains steadfast and firm. It is not marching at the heartbeat or the drumbeat of planet earth. It's the other way around. kingdom of God cannot be shaken. Secondly, the revelation of God cannot be shaken or the word cannot be shaken. Jeremiah chapter 40 verse 8 says, the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. For centuries, men have attacked God's word. But all through the centuries, I want to share this with you. God's Word remains. All through ages, all the history of men, they have decided they are more intellectual and intelligent than God. Because we've decided we know how to run our lives better than than God. We decided we're going to change God values and all that. And I want to tell you, all it does is always come to ruin. Life never turns out right without God. Can you say amen? Never does, never will. Because God's the creator. Marriage doesn't turn out right without God. Family doesn't turn out right without God. Nothing turns out right without God. Because He's the center of our existence. It's so amazing that men have tried and think they're more intellectual. You know what's amazing about that? is that every year our, our learned people and our scientists and biologists and all those people, all we do, ladies and gentlemen, is keep discovering what God has already created and what He's already created and what He's already created and what He's already created. And we think we're intelligent. One of my favorite scenes that I made up for myself, and you just leave me in my misery if you want to, I just love the fact that God said the earth is His footstool. In the Word, he said that. So, years ago when I was a teenager, I started studying the Word of God. I saw this God and figure of, like we're made in His image. I see God as a great big God and a man sitting on the throne. And since the earth is His footstool, I see Him leaning back with His feet crossed on the planet. And then we discover something like grass. 
And we go, yeah, we discovered grass. And God goes, really? <laughs> Just let me use my imagination. Man. It's as holy as yours is. <laughs> I, I think we see God leading up there with his feet on his footstool. And we, we discover an amoeba. Then God goes, wow, it only took you about 5,000 years to find that. And now, you know what we're doing? We get these big telescopes and we're sending all this out. And now we're seeing planet after planet and it makes earth look like a tiny dot. Giglio, several years ago, spoke to 5,000 students in a southern university and he took the science and was talking about... We showed that film here. I don't know. How many of you ever seen Giglio in that film? It is awesome. But he started making... Because we think our sun is big and our, our, our particular solar system is big and all that. And now we're discovering... I remember when I was in high school, Betelgeuse, the big, large planet. And now we've discovered some... I, I wish I could remember the name of them. But he started and he's going... If earth were the size of a golf ball. And we just in the last 10 years have discovered a planet. And he goes back and he, this one's this big. If, if earth, how many golf balls it would take and how many golf balls. And he finally got to one we, we had just discovered. It's been about 8 or 10 years ago. And he said, if earth were the size of a golf ball after the 20th time, in order for it to be big enough to measure it, it would take enough golf balls if earth were the size of a golf ball. To stack them two feet high over the entire state of the state of Texas. And they showed this huge planet. And earth in comparison couldn't even be seen. And we discover all that. And thank God we can. But ladies and gentlemen, our God has had it out there for eons of time. We are not more intelligent than God. We are God's creatures. Yes, we're made in His likeness. His Word doesn't pass away. It is eternal. It is unalterable. It is unchanging, it is infallible, it is inerrant. Our relationship with God, the revelation of God, Satan cannot put away. As a matter of fact, Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will not pass away. Ladies and gentlemen, in 2019, there may be tribulations in this world. There may be some storms and some trials, and none of us have life on a downhill drag by the tail. I want to share with you, God's Word will guide us and lead us and protect us and get us through anything this world brings because God guarantees it. And the scoffers may multiply and human reasoning may get louder to where we can't hear the voice of God very well. But I want to tell you something. The Word of God cannot be shaken. Cannot be. Thirdly, the redemption of the saints cannot be shaken. Purchased. 
purchased, paid a price, bought, paid to the full. Purchased, not by silver nor gold, not by corruptible things, the writer of Hebrews said, but by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. You and I were redeemed by his perfect life. And I want to show you something Jesus said. You are my sheep. That's ownership. This is my pasture. And you hear my voice. He said they're mine. And he said we can know him. Parents, grandparents, young people, Satan cannot tamper with heaven's records. Satan cannot remove the historical facts from this planet. Satan cannot go steal our identities, even on a computer. He can't hack into heaven's computer because we who are genuinely twice born, we are signed into LifeLock. Our lives have been locked away into an impenetrable fact that He cannot unredeem us. I don't even know if that's a word. Wow. Jesus said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will abide in you. I will dwell inside of you. I'll put my spirit in you. I'll put my voice in you. In our world today, we say never say never because, you know, can I just tell you something? I thought about that and I wrote this 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 week when we say never say never. And I understand all that, but I just want to tell you something. Jesus says, I rule over never. (laughs) I'm in charge of never. I'm in charge of forever. And no man can pluck you out from under my care. As born-again believers and obedient cross-bearing servants... We, He is our resident kings in our hearts. Boy, Paul wrote it something like this. Who shall separate us from the love of God? The love of Christ. He said, shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Yet in all these, we are more than conquerors through him who has loved us. I want to tell you something. We are Christ's valentine and he is ours. He's mine and I'm his. I I pulled an old song, another old song. This one is older than a whole lot of shaking going on. I'm glad I not only sing this as a teenager, I sang it. I sang it when I was a little boy. To some of you it may be familiar, but I want you to listen to the words. God's abiding peace is in my soul today. I feel it now. He has taken all my doubts and fears away, though I cannot tell you how. He has wrought in me a sweet and perfect rest in my raptured heart. I can feel it now. He, each passing day, passing moment, keeps me saved and blessed, floods my heart and brow. He has given me a never-failing joy. I have it now. 
To His praise I will my ransom powers employ and renew my grateful bow. Listen to this. Oh, the love of God is comforting my soul. For His love is mine. Yes, His love is mine. Waves of joy and gladness o'er my spirit roll. Thrilling me with life divine. It is mine. It is mine. Blessed be His name. He has given me perfect peace. It is mine. It is mine. Blessed be His name. Mine for all eternity. How many remember that old song? I just dated myself again. Listen to this. John said, I saw a holy city. I saw a new Jerusalem made ready as a bride adorned for her groom. Generation 2019, I want to declare to you some good news today. I don't care if our economy falls. I don't care what the wars across the world do. All that, yes, I care. Yes, I care. Don't misunderstand me. But I'm not anchored to what men are doing. I'm not anchored to the economies of the world. I'm not anchored to the values of this late generation. Why? Because I want to tell you, Satan cannot shake God's kingdom. He cannot shake this word. He cannot shake and destroy our redemption. He cannot destroy our relationship with God. So the question is this. Then, Pastor, how do we live during this time? I'm going to take us back to our text. Here's how. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken... Let us, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably with reverence and a godly fear. You know what that means? You know what that means? It means come to Christ's legacy on Sunday morning and leave all this world outside this building and come in here and we worship God and we obey God with reverence And we say to this world, you may think we're fanatical. You may think we've lost our mind. But let me tell you something. This world is not our home. We're passing through. These values are not what we're depending on because this kingdom will pass away. Everything about planet earth will pass away. So how are we to live in a changing world where there's a whole lot of shaking going on? We worship God with a reverential awe. Ladies and gentlemen... The more God disrupts the things in this world and the more that we, in a sense, feel insecure and uncertain and our security is questionable. Let me just tell you, remember you're in the hand of God and He knows us eternally, but it also gives you and I an opportunity that we tell the people in this present age, God loves you and when this is all over, if you're in the fold of God, you live forever with Him. That's our message. There's an old song we used to sing, another one called, On Christ the Solid Rock I Stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Is that a right key for that, Henry? On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand all other ground is sinking sand sing it with me on Christ the solid rock I stand all other ground is sinking sand 
all other ground. Seek Him. Seek.